0: Welcome to The Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we listen to all the bottom-line CWIS updates, shout-outs, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome back to Fracture Line, everybody. We're really excited to have on a Dr. John Edwards. John, it's always good to have you join us on Fracture Line. What's going on with you lately?
1: Well, it's always a big pleasure. And um well what's going on lately is a, a very nice glass of, of Merlot. Um just because it's what, you know, nine PM in the UK, so it would be rude not to. It's, I'm not on call. So <laughs> just a little bit of light hearted lubrication, which is what I'd you know like to be doing if I was actually <laughs> with you guys. But no, what's what's going on? I mean I guess the news of the week which we were discussing just beforehand was the uh, the pretty horrific case of the ice hockey player, the American ice hockey player who uh, who lost his life at the weekend. In, and yeah, that's shooken up members of the team quite bad. But yeah, that's one of those things that happens. But otherwise, yeah, it's fall. It's cold. We've got Storm Kieran bashing us at the moment with 90-something mile an hour winds around the coast. So yeah, usual stuff.
2: I have to admit, I have thought about that hockey player so many times this week. I've talked about it multiple times. I mean, with multiple people, it is really on my brain. There are people who just can't handle seeing that kind of thing or who don't do that. And, and I bet it was very traumatizing to people who were just kind of expecting to see, you know, a fun hockey game and suddenly they see a traumatic death. Like, I, it has really been on my mind.
1: It's a family event, isn't it? it right, going to a hockey exactly. Game and- they, they were, they were young kids. I mean, they, yes. they managed to clear
2: small children. Like I can only imagine how hard that would be on little kids who suddenly are just sure. seeing something that they would not be prepared mentally, emotionally, you know, intellectually to see
1: without a question. I mean, you know, it, we, it, we know as the, as the kind of, you know, the, the healthcare professionals, you know, how, how far a pint of blood can go, you know, on, on ice, it's, pretty obvious, pretty visible. So right. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's been a bit obviously talk of the town for for the last few days, and and quite rightly so. But these things just bring back to you the fragility of human life at the end of the day, isn't it? And we see that all around us all the time. Um, You know, we are trained to kind of blot that out quite a lot from our life. But yeah, for those healthcare professionals in the crowd, it was you know, being helpless in that situation is is, yeah. is also pretty distressing.
2: Right, I'm sure that was very upsetting for, for people who, like you said, members of your team who, who are on the trauma team, you know, who probably were feeling a sense of wanting to jump in or, want, you know, feeling like they were seeing something that they otherwise could or would yeah. have helped with and yet were, you know, impotent in the moment. Like that, my heart is just feeling so heavy for these people, it, sure. it just, is such a traumatic event and then when they announced it was in Sheffield of course I was thinking of you so it's good to see you and to connect with you I'm glad that you're well overall
1: yeah things are things are good we've had a few team members changes as well which is um, you know again kind of you know something just to get used to chain of uh, equipment as well so we finally got a uh, another system to try as as dr white knows that good to have finally the third fracture fixation system on the shelf which is interesting a few interesting cases um as well to uh, to share at some point um, bit of frankenplating going on franken wiring as well so um yeah got some got some fun stuff to share at the uh, the appropriate time and i guess the other thing you know really important for for SeaWiz, and this will segue nicely. Is I'm I'm still coming down slowly from the experience of SeaWiz International, and uh, and in particular the 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 wonderful opportunity that Dr. Wiffles afforded me to go to Erasmus Medical Center and and uh, and do a a joint costal margin rupture, intercostal hernia repair together um, in his fantastic institution with just an amazing team around and video it in 4d with a a, again a great live av system so really looking forward to seeing what comes of that but just in terms of you know the the collaboration to get two SeaWiz collaborative centers together and to be able to operate together on a complex case and talk all the way through it and record it in in live time was was a Fantastic opportunity and I know that's nearly two months ago, but it was no that that was a, a very special day
2: Well, I'm so glad you brought that up and I absolutely concur that sounded like bringing Superman and Batman together You know for for one case so that that is a very cool opportunity. <laughs> I Wanted to mention that I did hear from dr. Rifles that the the video sounds like it's it's really cool And he was asking about the potential for cine session or you know what what we're going to be doing at the summit and so we were discussing that with a couple of members of the program committee and you know anyway back and forth about different components and we don't have a specific time set within the meeting but we recognize people are recording really cool things that they're doing and so we want to make that available and so we were talking about you know having an online forum for people where we we post them and then people you know will post them in advance and hopefully promote them and people can watch them in advance and then have a time available when people can discuss them one with another not that we would necessarily build time in to watch the video because i don't know that we all need to collectively watch them together you know group television time isn't necessarily the best use of anyone's time
1: It's, it's very difficult to condense something into five minutes yes but equally to to be able to say but you know, it sounds like it this? was what just a
2: really well-executed case, and I'd love for people to have the chance to see it. You know, I think he mentioned the video right now, I think he said it was around 15 minutes or so, and that those are really the the pearls yeah. of the case, you know. Or he was trying to get it to 15 minutes, I should say. And so, anyway, so we figured out a way to load it into, and, and other people's as well. So we've got a, a place for submissions for Cine session on the website, so then people will be able to you know, put together some of their elegant casework and then uh, load it up. So that then we'll have kind of an open session time when people then that have watched the videos or if people wanna share other videos, you know, they'll be able to to just discuss them one with another, you know, over beverages and, and have conversations instead of, you know, all watching them all collectively sort of in silence in a ballroom. So I think it'll be a really cool opportunity.
1: There may be a, a way that, um, you know, questions could be submitted in advance by people that you yes. may be able to work out a platform to do that. And I, I think that's, that sounds like a really good yet another novel educational opportunity that SeaWiz creates um, in terms yes. of, of, of being able to watch videos in your own time, sort of chew over them a little bit and then come up with some comments and some thoughts and, uh, and then yes. bring that to the discussion. And I think, I think, you know, to have a, you know, a, where there's been a group of people that have all watched it and come up with their own conclusions and their own thoughts, and then having a discussion about it post time. I think that, that sounds like a really good idea.
2: I think it'll be a really great way to do it because I think then people really can kind of mull over those questions, you know, watch the video, mull over their questions. And then we can discuss them together, but we don't all necessarily need to use the time to watch them together. Sure. You know, then people no, can I mean, the discussion watch is them always in their time point. when they they can fit them in. And I, I think that'll be. A really neat educational modality and a good use of technology. You know, for all these years, you know, it's been difficult to figure out how to—not I mean, difficult, but but not necessarily convenient—to load video pre-event, and now it's so seamless. I, I think this will be a, a terrific way for people to have access in sort of a pre-syllabus format. So I, I think we've got a pretty good going. Now we just need to start collecting the videos and. And uh, I'm delighted that you already have yours, and we'll be, look forward to more submissions. So, Dr. Crisco, if, if you have a chance to actually see a patient. I just want to say
0: as an avid learner by pictures, yes. I'm really excited yes. about a video yes. because I feel like I don't have to read anything, and that's really important for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, and if you see a patient between now and April, you can go ahead and record it. Well well, I know that you know Dr. Obama and Dr. No. White will actually be doing active patient care every day and Dr. Edwards has already pre-recorded his. You know, I, I have no qualms that they will be doing it. But with you, I'm a little more concerned. You Know, I'm just gonna say that.
0: No, no, no. Videos, I'm gonna snuggle up with Zach and we're gonna get some popcorn yes. and we're gonna watch this video. Yes, yes. Like
2: Do you DJs think that fluffy that thing is. that's growing on your face will scratch his face? Because
0: whoa, the <laughs> <laughs>
2: messing it all up. Yeah, you know, that is
0: quite a
3: mustache, right there. I tell you what.
1: It's a great mustache for a podcast. That's all I can say. It's really freaking me out right now, I'll tell you what.
2: It is a good mustache for a podcast. You're poor one. That's, like, that's the
1: modern version of like a face for radio, isn't it? Yes.
2: You know she's thinking like, please let November be the fastest month of the year. Like
1: should be February, November. shouldn't it? Well, there we go. Oh man. Oh
2: dear. I love it. Well, I think that'll be really exciting.
0: So John, you're coming to the summit this year, obviously, right?
1: It's just been a whirlwind of a year. It seems to have gone very quick and still working out what we can pull out of the can in the next few days, but actually more interested in the videos and and certainly got, I'm not an expert at video editing and I'm keen to work out how I can get that done. And uh, so I think there's going to be a few interesting, really interesting cases to work out. My... uh, favorite costal margin repair, the, the case that I did that fell apart, I've done the redo this week. And I think it's looking, you know, the redo technique again, really had me thinking out the box. And yeah, that's that's gonna be a fun one to share. Whether that becomes the standard technique, I don't know, but it's, yeah, that's a good case. Um, so uh, I, I again, I made sure that we've got lots of video of that, but not the five hours on HD cameras controlled by AV techs that, that Erasmus Medical Center were able to provide. But um, but no, still still some good, good things to share. But
2: yes, uh, I did see awesome. a couple photos of plating that came uh, that came via you the other day. It uh, it looked pretty intense.
1: little bit of little bit of plate stacking, mixed manufacturer yes. action going on. I'm assuming that there was a lot of
3: wiring, a lot of like plates going from one rib to another rib. It's like Halloween is
1: past, my friend. Halloween (laughs) is past. You'll have to wait.
3: For my Halloween costume, I just took a a CT scan of one of Mark's recent cases, and then I just uh, printed it onto a sheet. And I mean, that was that was scary enough for I was scaring little kids left and right out there. (laughs) Kids were like,
2: "Oh!" I will say, I saw two pumpkins that people made and posted um, on Twitter and tagged us. Where they did basically like a SeaWest logo with the the chess wall inside, I was pretty impressed. There, there was some pretty good, uh, pretty good artwork there. So maybe that's what we'll do next year: is have a contest of who can make who can make the logo in, out of their or make their pumpkin into the logo to make their jack o' lantern. So maybe that'll be next year.
0: I just played it a prostate just for the shit of it. Zach. <laughs> I, I was down in the pelvis and I was like, you know what? I gotta put a plate on this thing
3: oh my god i'm surprised I, i'm surprised mark i'm honestly at this point surprised that you haven't tried to make a new leg for somebody with all the amputations that you're doing out of titanium hardware yeah
0: yeah <laughs> they collect them in the corner downstairs oh my god. i'm gonna put them all together oh my gosh
2: i love it
0: can i interrupt i
3: gotta run i explored a kid who got stabbed at school in the Ag-Zilla. And he was exsanguinating in the trauma bay. When I got to the OR, I couldn't really find much of an injury and I convinced myself it was in the muscle of his pec. but I've got an angio anyway, and it's got he's got a big hole in the subclavian way up under Ooh, his clavicle, so I gotta go back.
0: That's tough. That's gonna be a bear. Tom, you' going to do a
3: trap do a trap door scissor and plate it down. There you go.
0: Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> Just put plates in the subclavian. Just plate the subclavian. you'll be fine. Plate the subclavian to the clavicle, and they'll be fine. That's what I would do. I'll
2: put that on the plan D. <laughs>
0: it's just a suggestion. Just do
3: what Chris Cow does. Just use the uh, titanium plates to reapproximate vessels. That's what he does, man. It's cool.
0: <laughs> Maybe pig <would> be good. <laughs> But up.
3: Tom, you got to make sure you put the peak plates on the right way, okay? Make sure yeah, they're the right side up. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I started closing my fashion with the plates, with the peak plates, too. So you guys, you like that.
3: All right. I love you guys. You gotta go. See you. <laughs> well. All right. See good
0: you. Good luck,
3: well. Oh, man. That's
0: a bear of an injury. Yeah.
3: That's a tough that's injury. Hard. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. That's not tough easy. Because that's tough. Yeah.
1: That's not fun. Rough day. Yeah give us the nitty gritty john anything anything new
3: i gotta say i see john all the time on be real I, know, I love. I, this, I... there was this one time i saw john he was just laying in his bed i swear it was like 12 o'clock in the afternoon probably my time he was probably it was probably like uh you know actually so, yeah. sleeping sleep, sleeping time for him but it was it was a pretty funny uh john and i are friends on be real so we always like get to see each other's uh, be Real.
1: It's hilarious. no it's it's good. it's it's um, it's, it's, it. it's, it's one to keep up with the kids and then z dub join the crew so uh... <laughs> that's awesome it's, it's good fun but yeah. no, what's new what's new um new co- new colleagues um which which is good so we've hired a, a, a guy who's been with us now actually 6 months but only recently permanently who's chess wall trained and chest wall active which is great so he trained with with ian hunt down in in london um and has joined us and is is chomping at the bit to do some of the chest wall stuff so chest wall clinic is getting launched very very soon um so uh, taking that from our, our viking friends and and turning that into a, a viking invasion of yorkshire and that'll work very nicely i think and uh, <laughs> so yeah the chest wall clinic i think is is something there's is, is a is a innovation that that Hasn't really existed in the UK to try and bring, particularly the patients that get seen at our neighbouring trauma trauma units that we we don't necessarily get to see, to, to give them the opportunity to come back to the clinic, and uh, and and then get a get a review by by one of us. I think that's going to be really good, and uh, also for the. You know benign the the sort of slow referrals um and providing a conduit for that so that so i'm really really excited by the uh, potential for a chest wall clinic a shout out to dr erickson and to uh, you know and amanda for the work that they've done in in putting that together so uh, over over in uh, in in carolina so yes i'm really looking forward to that and i think that's going to be the biggest thing moving forward into 24 and just seeing how that runs Um, but otherwise, new kits becoming available in the, in the UK finally. It's taken seven, eight years for our third manufacturer to get the, the, their kit available now and rumours of the fourth being introduced properly as well. So, you know, that's that's good, but, you know, no intra-thoracic stuff yet for us. But I guess really what's new, not a lot really, apart from good old was International. And I think, you know, that's, that's the thing that's, that's exciting and, and seeing how we can build... Those collaborations around Europe, I think, is, is something that's really important.
2: Super exciting. I, now, I have a question for you. I know the NHS has had a lot of turmoil from the conversations I've had with other members from within the UK. Has that improved at all? I know, you know, I mean, my understanding is that has been a problem for a long time. I'm sure it hasn't totally So dissipated. We're
1: primarily a state system um, and we're all state employees, For particularly for trauma. There's no private sector trauma there's no private sector hospitals or anything like that so it's all national health service and and there's been industrial disputes going on for all year um for both the the junior doctors and also the the consultants the senior doctors um being on strike as well as the the nurses and uh, and other allied health professionals the physical therapists have been on strike as well so i mean that's that there's been a, a lot of hard times in terms of lack of investments um, in staff and yeah the workforce is pretty demoralized right now um, yeah. but we carry on um, and it will probably take a change of political will to make a big difference to to uh, to, to that investment and uh, you know some of our best staff have been just going overseas and, and staying there and uh, that's been very troublesome but Hopefully, we'll you know continue to offer good opportunities for people and, and and keep the best ones. But it does it does challenge any healthcare system when your staff get demoralized and want to do other things in other places. It's not a great situation, but it's you know it hasn't really affected what we do. It, it's it's added extra length to the elective surgery waiting lists, but that hasn't really affected trauma or cancer, which is kind of what I do. So not really made a huge amount of difference, but it's, yeah, it's, it's challenging times. You've got to, you know, really look out for each other and, and, uh, make sure everybody's okay. And I think people are really thinking about our, our mental health and making sure that colleagues are in good places.
2: I think that makes sense. Now, is everybody part of the union? I mean, or I guess I should say, when you guys strike, is it a union strike or is it that everybody is employed? How does that work exactly?
1: So, so it's, I mean, the the strike has been, the medical staff strike has been called by them by the British Medical Association and they are one of the i mean there are a couple of unions that I, I won't name them all but the BMA is the one that's really called the strike and uh, and they they balloted members got an overwhelming mandate of if i remember rightly like 70 80% of of the the, the voters and it was a good turnout voted for industrial action and uh, the number of people that have actually been on strike is somewhat less but the you know the impact has been Okay. And I, I understand that, that they finally managed to bring the governments to talks at the table to try and work a way through, which is obviously in any conflict, um, resolution is the only way forward. And, you know, we're seeing that in the Middle East at the moment, aren't we? It's it's sure. it has to be down has to be down to, to negotiation at the end of the day to settle all these things.
2: For sure. I'm thinking about having my own individual strike that I would like unlimited gummy clusters, nerd gummy clusters. I feel like that should be part of the job, you know, that that should be included. Unlimited gummy classes.
3: Did you get a bunch when you were trick-or-treating the other night? Is that why you just want these? Uh, did, you get a, did you get a bunch out there on the streets? You
1: know,
2: yet again this year, <laughs> not a single trick-or-treater. And you know, I had like a really? whole bucket, you know, I was like waiting. I live in this neighborhood with like a whole bunch of old people and then a whole bunch of renters who all, cause I live not too far from the university. And so they, you know, they're all doing whatever. And then there are all these old people. So there are no little kids really. I mean, there's one house with kids but they didn't even come over. So I had my bucket and I was so ready thinking maybe this will be the year someone will stop by, no. So then I just put the bucket on my front porch after it was over, still now we're three days later And no one has eaten any of the candy. Like I put a note on it like, please eat this candy, right? And still no one's taking the candy. So now I feel like Nick, not even the mailman, not the Amazon guy, like nobody is taking the candy out of this bucket. So now I'm starting to think that maybe there's like a perception, you know, where they're like, the woman in this house is crazy. Like maybe she's poisoned the candy, you know, or something. Because, like, if you saw a bucket of free candy on a porch. Maybe you would take one. Like it seems like people would want to, right? But they're still not taking candy. candy.
0: You're freaking them out, Sarah Ann. I I can see it now.
2: I think people. I can see you like
0: like in the front yard just chucking candy. Take my
2: candy! (laughs) I'm gonna be (laughs) standing on the you know the sidewalk soon, just throwing it at the cars going by. Like, (laughs) why aren't you eating my candy? You know, they're gonna be wondering. Like, okay, we thought she was crazy, and this is the sure sign. Like, now we know. You guys, I cannot get people to come to my porch and take the candy. <laughs> I'm really starting to kind of worry about the perception of the neighbors. Oh, my I goodness. I think it's a problem. So, here we go. Yeah, but I think that's it. I think I may strike for, like, unlimited gummy nerds, like, gummy cluster nerds. That Because... It's worth striking for. They're delicious, Sarah. If you did strike, I
0: mean, it would uh, it would really take us all down. So
2: think about how many gummy nerd clusters I could get. I mean, let's just you know, let's do the math there. Like,
0: I'll send you some tomorrow. I'll send you some tomorrow. Yes, so you don't strike. Yeah.
2: Okay, negotiations done. There you go. I just won. (laughs) That was an easy strike. Problem solved. I know. I don't know why the union workers took so long. I mean, that was a really quick strike for me. So I think
0: lifetime supply. All you (laughs) did.
2: Well, it's really a delight to have you hang out with us. We we enjoy seeing you. I can't believe it's already been two months since.
3: John, let me ask you a really serious question. Um, How has the UK really been enjoying? Have an American football come over there embracing <laughs> that, like, have you guys, like, just has it just been like an, an awesome
2: experience? It's- you so You're like, How is it? How do you feel about us gracing you with our presence?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it's happened for many many years, though, hasn't it? It has,
2: it has, it has.
1: One of my secret guilty pleasures as a student 30 more than 30 years ago was. Sunday evenings watching, watching gridiron, watching American football on Channel 4 when it first started. So, so that, you know, there was a, a, um, quite a following even then. In fact, I can go back even further. When I was doing my exams at the age of 15, one of the guys in my class, we were doing a, the first ever computer studies exams, um, in 1985 and uh, one of the one of the guys had this project which was basically to to come up with all the stats for the american football that was shown on a sunday night on tv and uh, and he would sit there and he would put all the stats down and he wrote a pro, a, a computer program that w- he would be able to record all these uh, you know all, all the stats that that were mentioned during the show that he could then interrogate later on his little little microcomputer so it's been it's it's nothing new it's it is good to uh, to see from from time to time, a few weekends a year is a, is enough um, to see it in the flesh. <laughs> um, and because uh, to be honest, let's face it, <laughs> you know nice. rugby rugby is far more brutal game than that. It uh, is that but, it is. is is a far more brutal game. And you know, and it's been been fantastic to be honest watching watching the World Cup over over the last few weeks. Um, sadly, England didn't quite make it to the final, but. Uh, yeah, for, for South Africa to win the the final of the Rugby World Cup against New Zealand was just was just fantastic to watch. Um, that's a proper man's game, and uh, you know it, it's 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 American football with no protective gear at all. I
0: got to be honest, I didn't even know they were playing rugby still. Oh my oh
1: god. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean we've got we've got a few. I mean, interestingly, one of the uh, one of the companies. Um, the, the Rib Fixation Companies has, um, has a, 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 a well-known Welsh rugby international rugby player, in fact, a Rugby sevens um, World Cup winner amongst its staff. So uh, it's always nice to hang out and, and, and realize actually how, how small us mere humans are compared to these, these rugby players who are just you know phenomenal athletes. And
0: uh, it really reminds me of Zach. He's a specimen.
3: I think that rodeo is is the real man's sport. That's a real. I mean, riding right right in a a bull. I mean, I mean, I'm just gonna say, I
1: was, you know, like, you know, yeah. I've got to get our paper out. I must have mentioned it before. We had, <laughs> the we ropes had
2: reins. Um, I mean, Garth Brooks said it all.
1: Yeah. So we we we've got a, we've got a paper that we've we've presented um, at the Spanish one of the Spanish thoracic surgery meetings, which was a comparison. Between the um, thoracic injuries suffered by the bull runners in Pamplona um, versus our experience of of um, of, of uh, cow injuries in uh, in the Peak District in in the UK, um, which is very light hearted, but we got together kind of twenty odd cases and and presented it at a, at a Spanish meeting, and we we must get that written up. It's it's a, it's a little bit light hearted, but. You know, we, the, the, it's it's one of those things that's, you know, the animal injuries are quite fun. Um, we we try to get it r- written up for the Christmas British Medical Journal. So every year the, the BMJ does a light-hearted, um, well, not light-hearted, uh, moderately light-hearted edition at Christmas, which has...
3: Animal injuries for a Christmas Absolutely. special? Absolutely. And we
1: wanted, <laughs> we, we thought it would work quite well doing a... Comp- Doing a comparison of of injuries from cows versus injuries from horses, um, because they they have very distinct injury patterns, and it's something I must I must get somebody to revise the manuscripts and submit it. But yeah, um, you should. It's, it's a great it's a, It's a great series
3: for the Christmas edition. Can you include reindeer injuries in there and like see how yeah, that's, that's different? what we
1: were thinking <laughs> about doing, You see, because we were, we were extrapolating. We were extrapolating the. The types of horse injuries to a reindeer injury. And um, so we thought we could extrapolate horse injuries into the reindeer population. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Love it. You have to ignore the, ignore the horns of the, <laughs> the antlers.
2: I'm sure Dr. Karagunas from Sweden has lots of yeah. in, in case examples she can contribute. So
1: Indeed. And you know you do know, that, but you all know the difference between an elk and a reindeer, right? What's that? Santa doesn't have elks. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: that's the only difference that's, i believe that's pretty
0: bad i love it it's a
1: dad joke
2: that's we so good many. it's newsletter worthy i like it
0: <laughs> that is
3: newsletter worthy yes it is
1: Yes, yes it is <laughs> it's it's a month early but um by by the time it's appropriate for that you know chris cow's mustache will be in full it's flow it's gonna into... be in
0: ripe form oh my god it's gonna be so beautiful by then <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs>
3: Your patients are gonna think that you're like straight off the street, like some weird, like <laughs> like homeless guy. They're gonna think you're Carl Hansen.
0: <laughs> All my patients today, the, the last guy, because I was doing a dual, I was doing a dual case, a, a robotic prostatectomy with urology, and then bilateral inguinal, robo inguinals, and he looks at me and he goes is that a joke like uh, looking at my mustache and I'm like no it's for you <laughs> it's for you buddy this is for men's health man I Absolutely. did it just for you
1: <laughs> it's for your next robot
2: is that a joke <laughs> nothing says I grow patchy face hair yeah. like someone asking if your face facial hair is a joke oh
3: mark as a man I'm gonna speak for all the men out there you can go ahead and shave that no. anytime oh. you want this <laughs> one <month. laughs> You don't need it. you don't need to do this for me. You oh, do no. not need to do this for me.
0: No, this is for you and you, John. Oh my god. And your father, Sarah Ann. This is for all of you. Yeah. After.
2: Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Sarah Ann, do you have updates for us? I do. Next Thursday, which will be November 9th. At 3 p.m. Mountain Time, we are going to have a Ribbonar, and it's a dual Ribbonar. So half of it is going to be by our KLS Martin Fellow Award winner for this year, Dr. Brittany Levy, and she's gonna be giving an update on where her project is currently. And um, many of you remember this, in the past, has been kind of a component of the NOFO activity. Since we're not having NOFO this year, we're rolling it into one of our Ribbonars. And the other half is going to be a, you know, tips and tricks and things you should know about wound care from Dr. Gina Shira. So it'll still only be kind of in that 30 to 40 minute time frame. I know we try to keep all of our ribbonars in that that time frame. So they'll they'll just be splitting that. So no, uh, no worries about the amount of time we will still be uh, still be fitting in that block. So that is next Thursday. In, in terms of the mountain time zone, next Thursday, November 9th at 3 o'clock, watch for the online announcements. That's really kind of the... so looking Sounds forward like a to great webinar. I think it's going to be a really good webinar, actually. I think it'll be very, very cool. Um, so tune in for that one. And uh, yeah, then we have case review at the end of the month. So good stuff ahead. Very exciting.
3: And don't forget, donate money. Donate money to C-Wes. It is. It's our fundraising drive this month.
2: Funding the future in fractures this month, and it is exciting. So Dr. uh, Dr. Bauman was doing the, doing the calculations of how much, if every person donated within the society, how much it would take to reach our goal. And as far as I'm concerned, there's no reason not to smash that goal. So you know, whether you want to donate 20 bucks or, you know, 2,000. You pick. I'm not saying how much you have to donate. Just, you know, pick a number somewhere in between that.
0: Guys, you don't have to worry about donations. I'm going to make so much money for prostate cancer this month with a stash. <laughs>
3: mm. Yeah. You're just going to give it all to Sewis? Yeah, I'll give it. All. Mark, you were such a joke.
2: Gen- I feel like that's false advertising. If you sell it for, you know, men's parts and then you give it to Sewis. That feels like what some people go to jail for. You know what I'm saying?
3: Mark, that that five dollars that you make off of your facial hair this month, not gonna go very far. Five bucks. No no no.
2: I'm gonna make you guys ten G's off. Maybe of
3: that, that should be the fundraiser how much money will people pay to make Mark shade? I feel like that's true.
2: <laughs> Here he's given Dr. Hansen so much shade about his hair. And now he's got that on his face. Like that's way worse than Dr. Hansen's homeless hair. Like so much worse. I'm just saying. What are you talking about?
3: It looks worse inside than it does outside. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm
2: trying to
0: get the I'm trying to get the right light on it. A little a little shadow shadow from this side. I think
2: the right lighting might be if you just turned all the lights off and we couldn't see it. That's actually the best lighting for that that facial hair is if we can't see it. Oh, God. I thought
0: you guys (laughs) would like it. Anyways, let's move on to the final stitch, everybody. What do we got? Who's got a final stitch?
2: I'll final stitch it first. So my final stitch is about the CWIS KLS Martin Fellowship grant submission process that just wrapped up last night. You guys, our average for the prior years was seven submissions was the average You just guessed. Dr. Bowman, you can't guess because I already told you last night. You guys guess how many were received. Seven is the average.
0: Ooh, I feel like you're positive, so I'm going to say more, but maybe you're not being positive, so maybe I should say less. One.
2: No, I'm being positive. Look at my face.
3: That might be the worst answer I've ever heard anyone ever give. (laughs)
2: That might be the worst way you've ever read my face.
3: What are we, like, on the prices, right? $200,000, Bob. (laughs) $200,000. If
2: you read my face that badly, I may need to just tell you what I'm thinking in the future because you clearly aren't reading my face.
0: I feel like you could have been tricking me. I don't don't know. I mean...
1: (laughs) Nine. I'm going to go nine. Oh, okay. More. No way.
2: (laughs) Wow.
0: Thirteen!
2: You guys! Thirteen people wrote cogent well-written complete applications they look so good we literally so our high water mark in the past has been nine we've never had more than nine submissions in a year and this year we had 13 submissions and they are good I was reading them last night as they were coming in and I was wow. dazzled and then I was reading the rest of them today and it just warmed my heart that there's so much enthusiasm and energy around chest wall injury research and the fellowship and just how cool it is that we as a small organization have this opportunity to award this fellowship each year and it just oh my gosh you guys i'm writing this total high about it it really just is making me feel so so joyful today and yet I also know there are going to be 12 people that are going to be super sad in about six weeks. So I was telling a friend of mine, I was like, it makes me so happy when I get to call the one award winner that it's like that much joy that it counterbalances the letters that go out to the 12 people that don't get it. So there you go. But it is just so great. Like It's amazing.
1: It challenges to fund more than one then, isn't it?
2: Yes, I think that is exactly it. That is the charge now is to say that's what has to happen. That we have the enthusiasm and the energy, and that our members deliver. That they definitely like that we have proven we can make this happen and that we have, you know, the goods to deliver. So I am just super excited. 13, you guys, lucky 13. So cool.
3: That is so awesome. And what I love about it is that these people are trying to raise money in a very professional, and like appropriate way other than other members of our society who try to raise money in a very inappropriate and disgusting way with (laughs) awkward facial (laughs)
2: hair. I'm so glad he just zoomed in on his own facial hair in that moment. No, all kidding aside, I did send a text message and want to personally shout out Dr. Fred Piracci, who this was one of his goals of his presidency. He fought for it. You know, he went to the organization, asked them for it, you know, was just such a champion for this fellowship. And each year, it, you know, I am just so grateful for it. You know, we've we've had the opportunity to renew it with the organization because we had signed an initial three-year commitment. They've renewed it again, of course, obviously, because we've now Absolutely. had it, you know, this is our sixth year of it and they continue wow. to renew each time. And so super grateful to Dr. Pirachi for starting it. Unbelievably grateful to, to KLS Martin for continuing it each time, but also just gobsmacked by these 13 people that have put together such great ideas, great applications. Guys, the future of COS is so bright. It's awesome. Awesome.
0: That's
3: great. Congratulations, everybody. Congratulations. Yeah.
2: Congratulations, everybody. Whether your abstract gets picked or not, or whether your submission is picked or not, so cool to be in such an elite group of people. So very cool.
1: So my, I guess my final stitch is the challenge to, uh, to the 12 that aren't successful and how to engage with them and bring them in and bring them on um and uh, and, and keep them interested and not disillusioned and running away into the long grass so uh, so yeah I think it's I think it's a, it's it's 13 applications is incredible um and you know that 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 just shows how many people are invested in in SeaWiz which is which is Brilliant, but we 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 need to
0: oh, we need to
1: find a way. We can't fund them this year. We've got to keep them in. We've got to keep those guys interested and work out what we can do for them in some other way to uh, to keep them invested in this this wonderful, slightly crazy society.
2: That we're in. <laughs> so true. Well, <laughs> and I think one of the charges of the research committee should be to look at these you know applications and once it's all through and figure out for the twelve that aren't selected. How do we find other ways oh. to, you know, get them? Because some of them just need time and energy or, you know, to take them to the development committee and say, okay, this person has an idea. You know, the research committee is going to help them execute the plan, but they need money to get there. Got to have you help us more, you know, raise more money. Like it, it goes back to this funding the future and fractures plan. Like I think, you know, a lot of what they need sometimes is money to get to the meeting, both to present the idea and then present the follow up. you know? And so it really is kind of incumbent on both of those committees really in terms of helping them execute the idea, but then also helping them get to the, to be in the room with the right people to talk about the idea and, and then tell about the outcomes of the idea. So I think we've got, you know, we've got the right energy and the right people to make this happen. It's going to be great. Fantastic. So cool.
0: Fantastic. D dub you got one?
3: Yeah, my, my final stitch isn't, uh, isn't nearly as, um, like nearly as cool, but. I just am reflecting on how innocent and just like wide-eyed and like amazed kids can be. They just surprise me um, all the time. You know, I took my kids trick-or-treating Tuesday night and my three-year-old, I think this is like the first time she really kind of understood what was going on. And she just had a blast. She's like, you can just go up to people's houses and say trick or treat and they'll give you candy. Like, (laughs) this is awesome. You know, and just to see the joy and excitement in her eyes, and like just her step was just so much fun to watch. And then she's asked me every single night thus far, can we go trick or treating again? And I don't blame her because it is a way to get like free candy. I'm all in they should do they should have halloween more than just once a year i think um i really think that. that great.
2: Uh,
3: <clears throat> but it was just so much fun just to see uh you know her kind of understand what this holiday <laughs> is about i guess you know that's what this holiday is about but uh um, it was just super fun it, and i just had to reflect on that a little bit because uh, it just brought uh it just made me want to be a kid again i was like oh man this is just awesome this is so much this is so cool you know not a care in the world except for just getting candy
2: that's fantastic you know what i'm gonna box up all the candy that didn't get taken at my house and just ship it to you yeah, yeah. and you can just give it to your neighbors they can keep giving it out to her you know every time she wants to go trick-or-treating great here's some candy you yeah. know because there's clearly plenty at my house that nobody wants so i think it's good yeah yeah i think that's gonna work out really well now just to to key our listeners in I feel like one of your one of your children had a very peculiar co- uh, costume.
3: One of my uh, my six year old, she went as Pennywise from the Stephen King movie It. Yeah, um, and she's scared. Like there are some kids there, and like there's are like this like boy in high school or middle school that turned around and saw her. And he goes, "Oh shit, that's scary." <laughs> so, I was like, "Why is my six year old going like this?" But it was pretty funny because she said a really funny thing. Um, trick-or-treating on Tuesday night too they w- we went to like the last house and it was kind of set up like they had all these like king size candy bars like you would get when you went to a movie theater and they were all like laid out organized very nicely and she walks in it was kind of late in the night and so they, she was the last one or one of the last groups to go through and the guy was like yeah take three we're trying to get rid of them and she walks out she goes wow this house was epic and that's just how she <laughs> ended the night. I'm like, yep, you're right. That house was epic. <laughs> to say the least, we got a ton of candy at our house right now. So
0: fantastic! It was so great. I
1: just just to say how easy it is to donate for funding the future of fractures. I've just done it whilst we've been doing this final stitch, um, and I've even had an email from our our wonderful executive director to say to go. thank me for my it's automatic massive. possibly um to to thank me for that little donation the platform works and you know it's nice to see that goal rising but yeah no i think everybody that listens need to think actually it's it's a it's a very worthy cause just to to keep things rolling so yeah
2: you know what i think i think some of our our industry partners i mean the actual representatives i mean they make money off your cases. I think it would be great to challenge them to make individual donations. Obviously their companies do, but hey, you know, your local rep, you know, probably made 20 bucks off your case. Maybe they could, you know, give you that 20 bucks.
0: 20 bucks? Just saying. You made more than 20 bucks. They make more than I do on the case. Yeah. Okay. I'll work on it.
2: I was not going to ascribe any amount of money, but what I was going to say is if you want to challenge <laughs> your local rep, I think that'd be great.
0: All right, I'll go do my, it's very quick. Uh, Number one, I really feel like I hit the light perfectly because there's a little.
2: Yeah, the way it's backlighting your pseudo beard is really nice.
0: It's like the, like Jesus Christ is kind of shining through. And then, and second, uh, I, I, I tried to show it on the way in, but you know, it snowed here a lot the other day and we got, we got snow on the mountain and I'm pretty excited about it guys. This is my time to shine. This is my time of the year. I'm growing a beard. The next thing you have, it will be icicles on it. The next next fractal line will have icicles on it. Well, anyways, guys, hey, John, it was great to see you.
2: Thank you so much.
3: John, great to see you.
2: So oh, Good to see you. Thank you. We'll,
1: we'll look forward to the third edition, which which needs to be done one day. It's been 18 months, so it's too long. Keep
2: us updated on what you decide for your facial hair.
1: We'll see. We'll, we'll work on that.
0: If you need help, give me a call. I'll help you out with it, obviously.
2: Yeah, if nature can't figure out how to grow the beard on its own, don't worry, Crisco's got some ideas, so.
1: Yeah, we know.
3: (laughs) Crisco, I'm getting the willies just thinking about you growing this facial hair longer
0: and more disgusting. (laughs) Love you guys. I'll see you later.
2: Love you. Bye-bye. See you guys later.
0: Bye. (laughs)